1: A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM.
0: Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Haley, happy Saturday.
2: Happy Saturday. Yeah, we
0: were off last week. because yeah. of the riverbank run. We weren't running. No. Right? No. No. Are you a runner? I'm not a runner. Not a runner. I'm not a runner.
2: I'll run if I have to.
0: Yeah, if somebody's chasing me, I can be a little bit speedy.
2: Or if it's like a part of a sport, I'll run. But I'm not just going to run.
0: No, not just for the fun of it. No. Even running for my life from some kind of pursuer, I've only got just so much that I can give. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm going to collapse. And what I'm banking on is just the pity. You know, they'll see me collapsed on the ground. Wincing. It's
2: no longer the most dangerous game. This is too easy. Yeah, it's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's
0: get somebody else. And yeah, honestly, that concept plays out in so many different things. You have uh, the vehicle that I used to drive, the work mm-hmm. vehicle, a Harv. Ford Transit Connect, HARV. Yeah. And as much as I loved HARV, there were a lot of things I loved about him. One of my favorite things was that no self-respecting police officer <laughs> is going to want to pull over a HARV. You know, they want to be sitting on the side of the road with a cool car in front of them, you know, with their lights going. That
2: plays in. Yeah. yeah. Because they they do pull over, like, flashier cars. Yes. That's true.
0: So I was always under the radar, so to speak.
2: Yeah. It is very under the radar. Yeah. Because it's not even like one of those white right. little transits. No, it's beige. It's beige. It's, it's,
0: beige. it's yeah, definitely very something an 85-year-old man nerdy. would be driving. Yeah. Exactly. No, you know, it, like you said, the dangerous game thing. It just yeah. doesn't feel cool. No. It doesn't so happen. I always banked on that. Yeah, it plays out in a lot of things. Now I drive a truck, which is cooler. So now I'm back to just trying to look as uncool as possible.
2: Yeah, and you did get pulled over in that.
0: <laughs> I've never been pulled over in my truck. Oh, no.
2: I thought that you had.
0: No, I've been pulled over on other things. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, it's such a bad experience that they always feel sorry for me because I completely I'm just a puddle.
2: meltdown.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get all shaky. I don't know what I'm supposed to do.
2: Right? You didn't even do anything wrong, I but know. you just assume that you're guilty. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway. That's not what we're going to talk about. No. We're off on a tangent. Yeah. Uh, but what I want to get to is all kinds of stuff that we've got lined up today. We're going to be talking about a home project that you tackled that you didn't really intend to it kind of grew out of a bad experience
2: yeah it was seriously like the butterfly effect it was like one thing led to the other that led to this thing and then it became an entirely new room <laughs> right
0: and it's really interesting and it's I'm a little nervous about how the conversation is gonna go because it's so complicated there's so many different parts of this that we yeah. can draw info from right so we're just gonna talk about that and see once where it goes but Pretty much anybody, everybody out there is going to get something out of oh, that conversation. Definitely. So many things. We're also going to nag you about a, a project that maybe is worth tackling in your home this Saturday: cleaning the refrigerator coils, the condenser coils the condenser on your refrigerator. Coils,
2: yeah, that we've probably never done before. Right.
0: The and websites yeah, all around tell you that it's absolutely critical. Right. You've got to do this at least once a year. I've never done it. Nothing bad has happened yet. But we're still going to talk about it because it's definitely worth thinking about. But right now, let's talk about, well, it's leaf time, right? Leaves are falling. Yeah. It's fall. And for anybody who struggles with lots of leaves, we always do a segment where we try to talk about the best ways or, you know, what can we possibly dig into? Well, raking leaves or removing leaves is not some, there's no new technology, really, that we can go into. Not at this point right
2: no you're thinking yeah. about it but there's I'm nothing to think. right
0: so we're not blazing new territory here but I do want to talk about a couple things you know there's there's two ways that I really like to remove leaves some people love to blow them I have never liked blowing the leaves mm. so we're not going to talk about that one I'm choosing to not talk I about like that. a combo yeah you can rake them and haul them away on a tarp yeah. or do whatever you have got yep. or you can mulch them sure I love mulching them it's it's a lot of mowing but it's good exercise. You're walking along the yard two, three times a week, keeping up on top of it. That's important with mulching. Make sure you stay on yeah, top of it. Yeah, you can't
2: have too many no, when you're doing if you that, it go, right? No, you
0: go. Yeah, like when I get rain, that's where the mulching becomes frustrating because now too many days go in between and right. the leaves are too deep. So you got to stay up on it. But that's mulching. Everybody knows what that is. We don't need to go on and on about that. Let's talk about raking the leaves. And I guess what we want to get to is not new technology, but it's it's a, it's a different tarp.
2: It's like adapting technology. It's adapting
0: to something, right? So typically we would get just a typical tarp, throw that on the ground, rake leaves onto it. Yep. When I do that, I don't know about you, but I'm assuming you have the same problem. The edges of the tarp as you're trying to rake yeah, the leaves they onto it. Yeah, flip over, and now you've
2: got leaves going under it. So you've got to pull it back. It's like the dustpan, and you have the pile of dust, and you got to keep moving it back. It's just so an can...
0: enormous dustpan at right. that point, right? <laughs> so I had a tarp when I moved in. That actually had a pocket sewn into it and I have been unable to find because that tarp broke over time and it was a cheaper material and I had to throw it away and I've not been able to find a new one that has that same pocket. Mm -hmm. I used that pocket or sleeve, I guess I would call it, to tuck like a lead pipe. You know, I just had this extra lead pipe.
2: Right? It just has an extra lead pipe? <laughs> know, it was
0: in the barn. But I put that in there and that held it down. Yeah. It was like this perfect weighted smart. edge. I could rake onto it. I could blow onto it. No problem. Well, I found something that's even better than that old tarp. It's a dump truck tarp. All right? So I went online, found a dump truck tarp. And I bought that, snagged it up. I got a 7 by 12 foot one. Mm -hmm. It was a little expensive. It's like 75 bucks. Yeah. But it's super heavy duty. It's got these sleeves on it. So I can tuck the little pipe or, you know, like a wood dowel or anything Anything. to hold that down a little bit. And then I can and rake onto it. I sent that tarp home with you so you could test it. Yes, because I have
2: leaves. I really like it. I was doing well. I had to use all the tarps available because there were so many leaves already. So I used two of the normal blue, you know, flimsy tarps, and then I used this one. I like it so much better, and I didn't even put anything in the sleeve to hold it down. It's a
0: heavier heavier material, right off the bat.
2: Right. It's like a. Black it almost, mesh,
0: right? It almost—it's not quite, but it almost looks like a trampoline.
2: Yes, exactly. Type tarp, yeah.
0: It's—it's it's, there's there's bigger gaps in it. It's more of a mesh than that is, but it's that same type of yeah, material. Yeah, like vinyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I really like it. Worked really well for that. Very easy. The one thing that you did notice is that it's a little heavier.
2: It's definitely heavier, but also it was a bigger tarp, so it could be a combination between the leaves and the tarp. But I will say. I really appreciated the fact that the edges weren't flipping up constantly. It's quieter overall because it's not making that crunchy tarp sound, which kind of drives me nuts after a little while. And it slid over the yard when it rained after I was done raking because it rained immediately afterwards. uh, The water drained through because it's a mesh. So a lot of really good benefits there.
0: Overall, it's definitely worth thinking about. We'll put a link in the show notes to the tarp that I'm talking about. And, yeah, if you do haul a lot of leaves, look into that. If you have a great system that we should be talking about and sharing with other people, by all means, email us at radio at repcolite.com. Let us know how you get rid of your leaves. If it's really smart, we'll share it on the radio next week. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be nagging about a refrigerator project. It's easy. It's quick. It's going to be fun. It'll be kind of fun. Ish. It's fun-ish. That's all next. Stay tuned.
1: Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM.
0: And we're back, and now, Haley, we're going to nag people about unnecessary projects that you need, <laughs> absolutely need to tackle. Or things... Will
2: go horribly wrong. Will
0: go horribly wrong in your home,
2: right? Yeah. Well, that's because we read that all the time. Like, all these little things that we're supposed to do on, like, a monthly basis in our homes to keep them running. And it stresses me out. It makes me feel like a failed homeowner right off the bat. Right.
0: (laughs) You found that out, too. I mean, you feel that way, too. I read some of these articles... And yeah, I read about all the times I should be doing all these different things. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh my goodness, I don't think I've done that in 15 years. How is my house still standing? Well, it makes me question how How really (laughs) critical some of these things are. But anyway, what we're going to talk about right now is cleaning the condenser coils of the refrigerator. And while I don't believe that this is something that's going to result in, or failure to do this is going to result in, what? Wholesale well,
2: th- failure of your... when have you ever done it?
0: Right. I've never done it. I've exactly. never cleaned a refrigerator coil. And everything coils. is fine. Everything has been mostly
2: fine. But I do think that this is something to check or do if you are having an issue with your refrigerator. If it's not cooling down as much as it used to, then maybe this could be what's going on. Right. And
0: it, it could be that. And it's also something that's it does make some logical sense yes. to potentially extend the life of your refrigerator, reduce energy costs. I just want to clearly state up front, I don't think it's going to reduce a lot of energy costs. I don't think you're going to make great big savings. You're not going to make Christmas happen (laughs) because you got this clean. But it is going to help, and it is something that possibly could extend the life of a refrigerator. They're expensive. You don't want to be replacing them often. They don't require a lot of maintenance as it is. So it's really, it's the only thing it's asking for you to do. Besides normal cleaning. So maybe it's (laughs) It's worth doing. all it's asking for. Here's what's going on. The condenser coils, what they do, and what, what you're recommended is that you're cleaning these once a year, mm-hmm. at the very least.
2: Yeah, twice a year if you have pets. Right, and got more sometimes hair.
0: three times a year. I read a couple of websites that recommended three times a year cleaning of these coils. Seems, seems crazy. Really crazy. But anyway, what the coils do is they're used to cool and condense your refrigerant, and that keeps the air in the refrigerator cool, but it also makes them damp. And a perfect magnet for dust, the hair, all that stuff. And when that stuff accumulates on top... Yeah, and it now almost you've got
2: an insulator.
0: Acts like an insulator.
2: And then they can't cool down as quickly. They can't release the heat off of them. So yeah, now they're that's, inefficient.
0: That's where you get the increased energy use. You force the appliance to work harder to cool. And that could possibly shorten its lifespan. So it's at least worth thinking about. And yeah. I should say, even if you are really focused on cleaning your home, even if you are meticulous... And require the children to clean everything that they ever touch. And you're perfect at it.
2: Yeah. I think you're, you're still uh... gonna probably
0: have to do this because you're gonna be <laughs> blown away at the filth that has accumulated. Tipping
2: your hat a little there because you didn't think it'd be I that know. bad at I... your house because you're so clean. It'll be fine. There's right. no dust. Right. Yep. I'm not dusty.
0: I'm not. I'm pretty clean. I was pretty <laughs> excited because I'd seen pictures online of some of these refrigerators and yeah. the filth. Disgusting. That had... Oh, yes. Who are of... these people? Right. And I pulled mine out expecting to see, you know, like a little ting of clean, you know, a little sparkle. I was almost going to hear the sparkle, right? No, it looked just like the pictures. What is going on? So anyway, it really is definitely worth thinking about or at least taking a look at. And the good news is it's super easy.
2: Yeah. I mean, you really just need a vacuum. A flashlight, a screwdriver to take off the panel, if there is a panel.
0: Right, uh, a coil brush. That is the one thing you probably have to snag. You know, run out and buy. Yeah. It's a long cylindrical brush. It's bendable. It's designed to fit around the coils. And the best news, it's inexpensive. You know, eight nine bucks, something yeah. like that. It's it's going to be handy to have. I used an old paintbrush that I had oh. that I've used for different cleaning. I don't use it for painting anymore. It's retired from that.
2: It's a retired But it does get used
0: for cleaning from time to time. That worked okay. I would have been better if I had one of those coil brushes. So I'd recommend that. You mentioned the flashlight. Maybe a good spray cleaner. You're not going to use the spray cleaner on the coils. You're going to use that on the refrigerator, the sides of it, when you've got it out from its spot. Yeah, because it's
2: all going to be dusty.
0: Right, it is, even if you're meticulous. Mm -hmm. I was so disappointed. So ashamed. (laughs) But I got over it.
2: And possibly,
0: one last thing you might want is a dust mask.
2: Oh, yeah. Because I've got allergies, and yeah, anytime I'm pulling dusty things out, I... I react.
0: Oh, yeah, and this is really crazy dusty, so just be aware of that. All right, so you've got your tools, pretty basic tools. Now you need to locate the coils. Many models, the newer ones especially, keep the condenser coils underneath the unit. You can access that by removing that kick plate at the bottom front of the fridge. Now just unclip it and remove it. Be a little bit careful with that because my kids in previous years pulled that off a long time ago. I don't think they were going to clean the coils. Aww. I think they were just messing around. Yeah. But they pulled it off, and they broke the little connector points.
2: So it doesn't, like, stay No, so you kind
0: of lean it against the fridge now. It's a little frustrating. (laughs) So I don't want to be responsible for you breaking your kick plate. So just carefully remove it, and then you should be able to see the coils if you have to get down there with a little flashlight. And just buckle up, because what you're going to find... It's going to blow you away. There's all <laughs> kinds of stuff down what there. What are you going
2: to find? Well, and then some people will have those condenser coils on the back of the fridge.
0: Older refrigerators yeah, most either often.
2: exposed or they've got like a separate little plate at the bottom and it'll be behind that plate. So you have to still unscrew something, but those are pretty easy to locate.
0: Right. If you can't find the coils on your refrigerator, don't despair. But I can't help you. All I can say (laughs) is you're going to have to go find the owner's manual, go online for your model.
2: Ask someone else. And figure it out.
0: Right. Now, one thing I want to point out is that refrigerators tend to be top heavy. So as you're pulling this out of its Mm -hmm. normal place of residence, even that couple of feet, it will tend to want to tip. Tip towards you. you. Towards you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, It's top heavy. I don't know how else to explain that. I was going to say a lot more that was unnecessary.
2: Let's get into the science of what top heavy meat. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Let's not. It'll just flip forward. Be yeah. careful. All right. So, before you start, if you you know, and you might have to get the refrigerator out before you get to this point, mm-hmm. but you want to turn it off. Either unplug right. it or flip the breaker, whatever you got to do. That would be the ideal, safest way to proceed. And don't worry so much about the food.
2: No, this is really quick. You're just vacuuming some dust, really. Super
0: quick. Yeah. So once you've got it off, once you've got it out, even if the coils are on the front... You know, Technically, you wouldn't have to pull that refrigerator out, but we're recommending it because we want you to do the whole job here, and that means cleaning behind it, too.
2: Yeah, because there's going to be stuff back there. Yeah,
0: and we'll talk about that. Cat
2: toys. Oh, the stuff
0: hair, I found. yeah. Anyway, Food. once you got it out, you just need to start with the vacuuming, and that's pretty simple. You're using the vacuum with the crevice tool. You're just basically trying to get the largest of the debris out. You're going to come back with the brush later. Now you're just getting the bulk of the debris out, and you'll be amazed. At the bulk. At the bulk. The yeah. <laughs> uh, the dog hair that I found, Maggie, oh, yeah. is apparently a shedding dog, like way worse than I thought. Huh. So and it just yeah, all
2: goes to all the fridge.
0: All goes there. Huh. So yeah, I pulled out a small, Lovely. like a lassoapso kind of a size dog out of there. A what? Lassoapso, Isn't that that little dog?
2: I have no idea what that it's is. It's a little
0: dog that looks like an Ewok from Star Wars. Okay. Only they run around on four legs, not two. <laughs> Right? It'd be awesome if you could train him to run around on two legs.
2: That'd be a little scary, honestly. It would be. It yeah, would be. I and think it'd be disturbing. The
0: bottom line is I pulled a lot of hair out. That's a where lot I was of trying hair. to go okay. there. Yeah. So the vacuum gets the bulk of that out. Be careful around the coils. You don't want to damage them with that crevice tool or the vacuum. But then you transition to the brush.
2: Yeah. Get out the coil brush and then keep a vacuum around still because as you're getting out the smaller debris oh, yeah. from in the coils, it's going to get really dusty.
0: It did. When I did that, I, that was where I was going with my little paintbrush mm-hmm. and I did didn't have the vacuum with me at that point. Jeez. Yes. Oh my goodness, the dust that I generated in that short amount of time, it was everywhere. So yeah, flip the vacuum on yeah. and then it was really fun because I'd watch it all get sucked away. Perfect. So keep that going. Once you've got all of that done, now you just really need to do a final vacuuming and clean up. And if yours is like mine, and I'm going to be really disappointed if it's not, <laughs> you're going to find so many fun things. I found all kinds of, of course, bottle caps. Oh, sure. Yeah. Photos. Sense. Oh, Pictures wow. that maybe had hung From on like the fridge.
2: On top of the fridge, stuff. things get knocked yes, down. Yes. I yeah. found money. Oh.
0: Not a lot of money. But still. But that, combined with the energy savings that I'm going to have now, I think I've got 75 cents <laughs> in the positive. So you'll find all kinds of stuff. Clean that out. You've got the fridge out. It's the perfect time. And then you get that spray bottle. Clean off the sides of the refrigerator. I vacuumed off all the sides of the walls where it sits because that was coated oh, with dust. Oh, yeah, totally.
2: Totally. It's like cl- in the shape of the coil sometimes if you have the old fridge. yeah. Yep.
0: So just use the opportunity to get everything clean and then put the, the, the plate back on the front. Put the plate on the back if you had to remove that. And then before you slide it in, make sure you plug it in. Oh, yeah. Yep. That'd be a bummer. Guess who did <laughs> oh, that? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I did all that. I thought, look at that. That was only about 10,
2: 15 minutes. Then I had to now pull- it's worse. Why is it getting warmer? <laughs> yeah, I had to pull it back out,
0: plug it back in. I forgot. Don't forget about that part. Anyway, a quick project, yeah. super fast. I bet you'll be done in 15 minutes at and the most. And you can
2: feel like a super thorough homeowner after this. Yes. Like You're taking care of the refrigerator, even.
0: Right. And you won't have to do it again for another three months, probably. <laughs> right? Just yeah. think of all the energy savings and all the money that you'll have accumulated at this point. Anyway, something to think about. We're gonna take a break, but when we come back, we're gonna be talking about a big project that Haley tackled almost entirely on accident.
2: Yeah, it was the butterfly effect. Yes,
0: we'll get to that in just a second. Stick around.
1: If you wanna take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Lite Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost. On news radio, Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM.
0: Well, Haley, a couple weeks or so ago, you came in and described your weekend, and it sounded really bad. (laughs) Uh, Because a little thing happened in your house, Mm -hmm. and it caused a little bit bigger thing to happen. And then you got involved and made even bigger things happen. And in a very short amount of time, you had Basically chaos going on. Because and a one, brand new bathroom. And the end result was a, bath, a brand new bathroom. So the, the end result was great. Yeah. But the entire process was hilarious how you escalated a situation that didn't even need to be escalated. That's my favorite part of this. Yeah. Is looking back on it. You told me all of the things that happened. Well, we'll get to that. But I had a little, a little tip for you. That You could have tried right off the bat,
2: mm-hmm. and my mom had a tip for me. And all of there are a lot of logical things I could have done, but instead I just went, you know, full bore. You went crazy, yeah,
0: to try to solve a problem. Anyway, so we're going to talk about this because there are so many different avenues that we can explore. It, it's a very strange segment. I'm going to acknowledge that right up front.
2: Yeah, it kind of weaves into a lot of different. So many things topics. we're going to be talking
0: about flooring. Flooring issues to consider. We're going to be talking about paint colors, of course, and struggling through paint colors. Lighting, how lighting can affect a space. We're going to be talking about baking soda. Pets. Pets. Asbestos. There's all <laughs> kinds of stuff that played into this. But why don't you just give them the, a quick overview of the basics of what happened. And yeah. it all starts with Berger, your cat. Yes. He's the star.
2: He's the star. He
0: pushed that first domino over. He
2: really wanted us to have a new bathroom, I think, is what it came down yeah. to. So what happened? We had put his litter box when we moved into this new house in the basement. I was really excited for it to be in the basement. It had previously been in our bathroom uh, next to the toilet. That was the only spot for it. And I hated it because I was always getting litter on my feet when I was in the bathroom. Even with one of those mats that's supposed to stop it from traveling too far, they don't work. Yeah,
0: I can't (laughs) imagine having the litter box in the bathroom. That doesn't seem like a fun place to have it. So you finally, you've got the opportunity to put it in the basement and you eagerly do so. But your mom says, Hey, there's a concern here with this door.
2: Still have one in the bathroom just in case he gets locked out of the basement, or you know, put something in the door so that it can't shut on him. Or
0: even a doggy door. I think she said she suggested. Yeah,
2: and I was just going to get to it later. Yeah, it's not such a big deal right now. The door's not getting shut; it's just staying open. He can get to it. First
0: lesson: procrastination. What good is procrastination? (laughs) Let's see a problem and let's address it right away, right? You didn't put anything in the door (laughs) and the inevitable happens. Moms are always right. Yeah, they're always right. The door gets shut. Nobody's home,
2: and Berger has to go.
0: He's got to go. What does he do? He did something smart.
2: Yeah, he went to the bathroom and went next to the toilet where his litter box had been previously.
0: It's nice that he didn't go in your shoes or other right, things like or that like to like let you know. Carpet right. or
2: like the hardwood floors. Like he picked a, an appropriate place. It can potentially be easily cleaned up. But was he
0: embarrassed when you got home and found it?
2: Did um, he feel ashamed
0: of himself and what he made on the floor?
2: No, I don't was think Was he proud of himself? He was proud, but oh. there wasn't a lot of cat expression okay. from the incident.
0: Because okay. <laughs> dogs can really tip you off. You walk in and Maggie is drooping around the house. It's like, uh-oh. Yeah. She knows she did something not so great. So yeah. Berger didn't really- No,
2: he did not tip us off.
0: All right. So you find it, now you got an issue with, mm-hmm. it was just the urine, right?
2: Well, yeah. Cappy's. Like potent stuff.
0: So I shouldn't say just the urine.
2: No, it's not just. Cat urine is <laughs>
0: <laughs> the big time. So you mop it up, but you noticed, you said when you ran the shower. Yeah, the it steam still smelled and...
2: in there. And okay. it was just, it was bad. Like really strong ammonia smell. And we're going to have a housewarming in a couple weeks. I was freaking out. I don't want people to think I have a pee house. No.
0: It's and honest, gross. <laughs> honestly, I, I came to that party. And if I had noticed that, I would have brought it up on air.
2: And you didn't notice anything?
0: I didn't have to use the bathroom. Okay, well. I should have. I should have faked it <laughs> so I could test it. No, but you 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 were right to be concerned is what, yes. I, what I'm getting at there. And so
2: I did something that maybe is too far, like you said.
0: Yeah, it was too far. There's no maybe <laughs> about it. Haley's got cat stink in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So Haley decides to cut a chunk out of the floor, right? We're going, going yeah. all in on this.
2: Because I thought, well, it's just got to air out. You know, there's so you, no way for this to get out with this vinyl floor down. It's right. just going to trap good, it there.
0: Sheet good vinyl, right? Mm-hmm. It's not little squares or anything like that. You and it can't was just... old.
2: And I thought, we're going to replace this eventually. Anyways, well, might as well just...
0: Replace it right now. Get it up. So you cut this corner out so you can air it out.
2: Mm-hmm. And then I realized that the back is a little bit fibery. Like, oh. Kind of like a shredded cardboard-ish material. Yes.
0: And... The next level of the fun...
2: That's asbestos. Yeah. So then I'm Googling, you know, can vinyl have asbestos? I had never thought sure. of that before. Yep. You know, I'm used to looking for like the tiles or like wallpaper, I've heard can I have asbestos in it that's old. But I had never thought about vinyl. It just looks like plastic. Mm -hmm. Um, Sure enough, there it is. And now I've got a way bigger problem.
0: Right, because you can't safely pull that up. We're going to get into all of that. We're just getting that overview now. But that became the next problem. So Mm -hmm. now what do I got to do?
2: Now I've got to put flooring over top of it and not tear it up and go to the penny tile that I wanted originally. You know, it's an old house. Mm -hmm. I wanted to take it back to, like, the origins. And I thought it would be so pretty. It's so expensive.
0: Right. (laughs) <laughs> so you ended up finding like a peel and stick vinyl tile to go over top. Yep, exactly. Then paint colors that came into play and that was a monumental struggle even for somebody who works with paint.
2: Right, and color. Like and I was color. a color consultant. <laughs> and you struggled.
0: I struggled. In the end though, you got to where you wanted to be, right?
2: Yes. But it Everything was... is done. It looks beautiful. It's like a brand new bathroom, but like every step of the way it was like, "Oh, okay." I've got to back up a little bit here. All
0: these things that you learned along the way. So that's the gist of what happened. That's Mm -hmm. the quick overview. Now let's go back and kind of dig into all the different things that we learned or that you learned. I learned too along the way. Some of them I knew. And that's my favorite one to start with is, is the cat urine smell. Yeah. So you're talking about... All You know, the stink that you've got going on. And I instantly remembered, first off, I remembered a segment that Betsy and I did years back on baking soda. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered more recently, my daughter Hannah had that lunchbox that yeah. was full of and meat we
2: talked about all
0: summer. How baking soda yeah. fixed that. And I said, why don't you put baking soda down on it?
2: And I was like, oh, yeah.
0: And you tried it?
2: And baking what was the result? Soda.
0: It worked. It worked really well. But yes. now you've already cut the vinyl up, so you were already... Past that point. Yes. Past the point of no return. But if you do have. Some major stink going on in the home, baking soda is definitely something to consider. It's a sodium bicarbonate. It's actually a salt, it's a neutral compound. (laughs) But while it's neutral, it's slightly basic, which means it's the opposite of acidic. Right. Now, so many stinks and odors are acidic. Especially cappy. Right. Baking soda is basic, so it reacts with the acid in the air and it neutralizes it. So it's going to kill the stink. It's not going to mask the stink like matches would do. Right. It will kill the stink. So, if you do it have a stink, it. consider baking soda before you go full bore and, and just rip the tear flooring up. up. So that was the first thing. Now let's get to the asbestos tile because that was the next layer of yuck that you encountered.
2: Yeah. Um, just didn't even consider it. I probably should have done a little bit of research on older floorings right? and realized very quickly because all it took was me, you know, Googling vinyl flooring asbestos. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So from. You know, before the 1970s, that was largely in these sheet goods or the tiles, wallpaper, even. Right. And so many
0: different materials.
2: It's not great to disturb. It's fine right. if you just leave it alone and cover it up. You can encapsulate it, but that was way far past that point now.
0: Right. It started to be regulated in the 70s, and by the mid-80s, it's mostly on its way out. Mm -hmm. But your flooring goes back further than that. Oh, yeah. So we may have a lot of people listening right now wondering about some old vinyl flooring that they've got. Does this have asbestos? What do I look for?
2: There's not a lot of visual cues for this. The only reason that I knew is because it's a sheet vinyl that they used, and it has kind of a like a fibery back to it. And so that one's kind of obvious. But a lot of them, like the tiles especially, they're not going to look a certain way. It's really just kind of placing it in time
0: right? That's and the, assuming. The smartest thing to do is to just, yeah, set it in time. If it predates 1986, mm-hmm. treat it like it could have asbestos right. in it. If it's, before the sixties, like your situation, right. just assume it does. Yes. So you find that. What do you do? Well, you can abate it, you can remove it, but there's a lot of safety protocols involved with that. Yeah. We're not I would gonna get go a professional into, at that point. Yeah, we're not gonna go into that right now here. Um, so you could remove it, that is possible. Certainly can be done. You gotta be careful. You can encapsulate it, cover it over, which is what you chose to do, yep. or you could leave it alone, which right, is something which you might have wanted to do, except you'd already done.
2: cut
0: it apart at that point. <laughs> So just with vinyl flooring, if you weren't already aware, like Haley, you mm-hmm. weren't. I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware. Just be aware. That can contain asbestos, and there are some concerns should you decide to remove that down the road. All right. I think we better take a break right now, and then we're going to come back on the other side, and we're going to talk about the entire range of other issues that happened as you started choosing your flooring. Yes.
2: Yes and then paint color all
0: the way to paint colors and even the lighting. lighting we'll get into all of that next and all the things you should consider if you're undertaking a major project like this in your home and we'll do all of that in just a minute stick around
1: if you want to take your diy skills up a rung the repco light home improvement show is here to give you a boost on News Radio, Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM.
0: All right, Haley, we're back, and we are working through this crazy bathroom project that you tackled. And we just wrapped up that last segment talking about how you discovered asbestos in your vinyl flooring. Mm-mm. You found out that it was asbestos-laden material, and you had to go over top of it with a peel-and-stick vinyl tile. Right, And that was I believe from every conversation you and I have ever had, that was your absolute first premier choice for a flooring option, right?
2: Yeah, it was the last choice. Uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have been, I mean, in the little bit that we've talked, especially in looking at houses, you I would say a flooring snob.
2: Yeah. Would you agree I with think that? I would agree with that. I really like hardwood floors. Yep. I don't like vinyl flooring that looks like wood. I understand that it's appropriate in certain situations and that budgets are constraining.
0: I think you understand that now. I don't know that I you understood, understood that it, before. but
2: I still didn't like it. Yeah.
0: I would try to say, well, but it can look good. No, no. So I was stunned when you came to work and said that you got a peel and stick floor yeah. that looks like uh, the penny, penny tile. tile. Not yeah. the highest end. It was definitely the the bottom no. of your choices, right? And
2: even this particular peel and stick tile that I got was probably on the lower end of options available for peel and stick right. Um, but and it was the only one that had the pattern I liked, and yet, what is the end result? I really like the way it turned out,
0: okay. And what I wanted to talk about with that very briefly because I want to get to paint colors that mm-hmm. was big. But with that, so often we get hung up on a home project or whatever, looking for the best. You know, yeah. I want the We have this my,
2: idea in our head and it's and I, gotta be that.
0: I'm going to realize that vision and if I don't, I'm gonna just wait on the project until mm-hmm. and there is value to that. There is certain value to that. Yes. But every now and then, moving ahead when it is a second choice, knowing in your instance you're gonna redo this.
2: Yeah, eventually it'll be redone, but right now it's a lot better than what was there.
0: Right. And we talked about that when uh, a couple of episodes ago we talked about painting vinyl flooring. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people pull their nose up at the idea. And yet it will get you by. Painting your backsplash will get you by. It's not the permanent end-all ideal. this
2: is not a forever choice.
0: But sometimes making these concessions gets us further ahead. You're further ahead than you thought you would have been. Oh, yeah, absolutely. and
2: And I couldn't have made all the other decisions that we'll talk about had I not put the flooring down first.
0: Right. So you got where you wanted to go. By actually making this concession and yes. getting moving. Just wanted to highlight that because I think it's important. Now let's get to the color thing because uh, it's so interesting. You work with color, mm-hmm. work with paint, and you had an idea in mind. You wanted white on the walls, right? Well, the word, there white was white
2: was on the walls. And I decided I really liked the way that it looked. I didn't want to change it. Like that was... One room that I could just cross off the list. This is done.
0: All right. So you've got white on the walls because we got to set it up for everybody listening who's mm-hmm. playing along at home. The flooring that you picked was the penny tile, black and white. Yes. Right? So you saw those two things. You've already got the white on the walls. You're good to go. Yeah. White is white. I can't believe that you made that mistake. I was rushing. We have... Talked about that, how white isn't white. I know. What did you find? I tell
2: everyone when they come into a store and say the word, I just want white paint. It's not just white paint, (laughs) (laughs) there are a hundred different whites.
0: So you're a color snob, too.
2: Yeah, I am a snob.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And yet you made the mistake because you were rushing.
2: Yes, I was just wanting to get it done. I had this deadline in mind. I've got to get this done before we have people over. I want it to look good. And I'm just going to keep going. We're just moving forward.
0: white is white. You see the two together. What what happened? What went through your mind when you saw how dramatically different these whites were? As soon as I had,
2: like, five rows of the tile down, it became very obvious that these whites were extremely different, you know, the one. And I had sort of this idea in my head. I just didn't think it was going to be such a big deal Mm -hmm. um, that the printed white was pretty blue, actually. It's like a blue-gray. And that in our minds makes it look like a bright white when we see it. Um, but Especially it's really, against the black. Yeah, especially against the black. But really, in reality, if we saw that next to like a piece of paper, it would look really blue-gray. Well, you've got
0: color chips or a color sample or whatever, and it literally is a bluish-gray. Yeah, you saw the closest that a, match to apart it. Apart from the situation, you, you wouldn't even remotely consider that no, white. No, exactly. So one thing we can take from that is never make these decisions... Without really comparing everything, looking at all the pieces, white isn't white, beige isn't beige, there is no gray, just the standard gray, just give me that. All of these things have a lot of nuance to them, Mm -hmm. and they go in certain directions based on undertones, and you'll be blown away. How big that variance can be from what you thought it was.
2: Yeah, and if you're not making these decisions together, it can really, you can get way too far in a project and have to really backtrack because you've got to fix it now.
0: Now, the other thing that you mentioned, first off, you were rushing. Yes. And I think we do that a lot of times on all kinds of home projects. Mm -hmm. I do that. That is probably my biggest. I, I've got a lot of failings. It's hard to label them and really, you know, you know, give values to each one. Uh-huh. But This is one of the biggest ones is that I rush. I just decide I want something done and I rush through it. I make mistakes. I cut corners. All of these things. And in the end, I've spent the money. I've spent the time. But I'm not as happy with the results right. as if I just slowed down. Yeah. You needed to just slow down a little right. bit. And make some of these decisions. Now, another thing that you noticed was that you were making still all of these color choices with the wrong lighting.
2: Yeah. We had said from the very Haley. like first day we moved in that the bathroom light bulbs were terrible, that they're too blue. It's like... Our least favorite were light, lighting so When you <laughs>
0: started working here, one of the first topics you pitched on the radio yeah. was dealing with lighting. And you said, because so many people make wrong color choices looking at wrong lighting situations in their home. They don't have the right temperature bulb or yeah. whatever, and it casts a bluish light or mm-hmm. all of that. You talked about specifically to me, I think we even yeah. recorded an, a segment on this where you talked about choose you've got to find the right bathroom light color yes right because you yeah, can look all it washed can out
2: really wash you out like the blue light that's in the bathroom right now you talked about
0: all of that and when it came to your own home mm-hmm. you're still picking colors with the wrong light how did yeah. that happen
2: i was rushing <laughs> ah,
0: we're right back to that so everybody out there we have all done it everybody makes that mistake but what do you need to do with that? How do you fix that issue? I mean, first off, you don't rush. You've got to uh, slow yeah, down. Yeah, you've
2: got to slow down.
0: Talk about the lighting, though. What's the correct solution here?
2: So what I would, what I need to do now is go and get some light bulbs that are the correct temperature because what's in there right now is probably somewhere on like the 6,000 Kelvin range. And that's a really cool light, very blue cast that it has. And it doesn't look good on my skin tone. I'm pale already. I don't need that. (laughs) (laughs) What I need is something that's in like the 3,000 Kelvin scale level or even 4,000 that's going to be a little bit warmer than natural light. And that's my sweet spot. I think that's where most of us like to be. We have the idea that like LEDs are terrible because they're they're all that blue light. Mm -hmm. That's not true. LEDs can be any color, but that's what I need to do is find a 3,000 or 4,000 Kelvin.
0: Now, another thing that you mentioned off air, we were just talking about this project and you mentioned that the light fixture is something to consider. You know, if you're thinking about changing it because a different light fixture can have an effect on the lighting of the room.
2: Right. I mean, I see, you know, shades that have like a gold foil in them or whatever it is, a faux look. But the shade of the light, even if it's just a frosted glass, is going to have some effect on the temperature of light eventually. And in my example, I want like an old porcelain looking light fixture. And so that is dramatically going to change the color. So really, I shouldn't be making any of these color choices before... I have the lighting figured out.
0: Right. You've got to get the flooring figured out. You've got to get the lighting figured out. Even some of the accessories, things like the shower curtain. The shower
2: curtain, the
0: the, rug on the floor. The paint, as you've mentioned in the past, you mentioned in this segment, we've talked about it all the time. There are so many variations. There are hundreds of off-whites that you can choose from. And then there are millions of variations on those that we can custom make. That is super fluid. All the other stuff, you're pretty locked in. So get those things first. And then you can get to where you want to go. In the end, you got a great bathroom out of this, right? Oh, yeah,
2: exactly. I've gotten all the things now, and it all looks really good together. But I had to just really take my time and do the full picture and not just try to piecemeal it one by one.
0: Right. Anyway, that's all the time we've got. We're going to have to wrap it up. If you want to catch this one again, you can find it online at repcolite.com. Whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. The Repcolite and Port City paint stores are open until 3, waiting to help. I'm Dan Hanson.
2: And I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening.